Hi, I'm Natalie from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, this is Edmund from Montana. Hi, I'm Dan from Atlanta, Michigan. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org. And click on Donate. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest on the show is one of America's most legendary single-panel cartoonists and uh, an accomplished man in a, in a number of other fields as well. Um, Gayan Wilson is well-known for his cartoons, especially in Playboy and The New Yorker, which uh, for more than 50 years have brought a distinctive, uh, loopily dark style uh, to the page, often featuring uh, ghouls and goblins and creatures of horror, as well as the occasional um, alien and uh, monster under the bed. Gan, it's uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome to The Sound of Young America. Thank you very much. Um, So uh, I read that you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you got your taste for this kind of... uh, uh, the the world of the dark and gory reading uh, reading pulp magazines um, is that is that actually true? Well, I I think I was there a long time before I got to to be old enough to read pulp magazines. Um, I really don't know when it got started, but I always uh, I did, I was like spooky, and um, that's. It's back to when I some strange event I suppose. Um, <laughs> But that's, I just feel sort of cozy with it. I enjoyed, um, just enjoyed it. Even like, a, even even as a kid, kid, like yeah. as a six-year-old or an eight-year-old. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, I, I, Halloween certainly had a, a good deal to do with it. Um, Halloween at that one. One thing that's happened, which I find uh, extremely sad, is that, that Halloween used to be this marvelously unique holiday, and that it was. Uh, strictly under the control of kids. And um, what would happen on Halloween is the kids would put on these costumes or something approximating a costume and get their trick-or-treat apparatus, and then they would uh, leave the the house, waving bye-bye to their parents, and uh, go off amongst themselves as a bunch of kids. But nowadays, it's very nice, and, and it's quite dear, uh, and the kids go out and still in costumes and all the rest of it, but they are always accompanied by a grown-up, which is, it is much more sensible and a uh, more civically uh, adult and everything else. But it, it wrecks the whole idea of Halloween as a kid's uh, thing. And so I associated, and I think it's part of it, I associated spookiness and that sort of stuff with liberation. It's sort of a it, it's sort of a like a um, a traditional kind of holiday is it like a topsy turvy day? Yeah, you know, and and you know where the rich man, the poor, poor, the pauper becomes king for a day, or mm-hmm. the kids get to do whatever they want and wreak mm-hmm. havoc on yeah. the adults for a day. It seems like that's sort of a that's that that kind of topsy turviness uh, has been in in a way a, a theme in your work as well. It has indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and a, and a nice sense of sort of uh, 
life is really very interesting and sort of odd, mysterious. Uh, and uh, that's 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 a heavy influence. I think it's a very heavy influence. Did you did you want to be a, a cartoonist uh, absolutely positively from uh, from youth? Yeah, from very early on. I um, like most of the people I know who've uh, managed to make it in the arts. Um, it's you get hit with it uh, quite early and. Uh, you become obsessed with it, and you just that's what you do. I mean, you're just determined to do it. I can remember, um, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I know I was sitting on the carpet, and it was obviously Sunday because I had the Sunday papers, and I had just read the uh, uh, comics section, and uh, I looked at it, and uh, I realized that I wanted to be a cartoonist. I just it just came to me that uh, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, it was, that's it. Uh, that, I was doomed from that time forward. And I had, uh, before then, and uh, after then, and uh, forever onwards, uh, I was a doodler. I was constantly doodling on things. And, and everybody that I know that is... Uh, been successful in the in the visual drawing painting business is the same way. They're just compulsive uh, uh, scribblers and scratchers on, on any kind of paper or whatever that's available, uh, and that's that's that. It's uh, it's something it's something very. I don't. Know, you just you are. That's it. You're that. It's the sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest, Gayan Wilson, is one of the world's most successful humorous cartoonists. His work has run for more than 50 years in magazines like Playboy and The New Yorker. With exceptions, certainly, but the uh, uh, the New Yorker cartoon form has a, a reputation for being somewhat highfalutin. This this may be because of the um, uh, because of the context in which the uh, uh, cartoons run, but I, I can't imagine that it was that much different in the 1940s and 50s than it is today. Um, what what was it that made you think, as a guy who wanted to draw jokes about, um, you know, uh, creepy radiation monsters, yeah. uh, think that that was your venue? Well, Charlie Adams uh, was. Uh, hit uh, that very definitely was was uh, I, I loved his stuff, and and so that he was a, a great greatly important. So I, I tended to that from from practically from from the beginning from the get go, and my first uh, you, you, the the whole the cartoon magazine thing was uh, it had all, it was it appeared in all sorts of magazines, including the. These things, these wonderful magazines, which are called pulp magazines, and the pulp magazines would have all kinds of trashy stuff, and some of it was very good actually. But uh, there were several of them that would be uh, have science fiction themes and uh, spooky themes and so on. And my when I finally uh, I went to the art institute in, in Chicago and graduated, took a fine arts course because I had gone to a commercial school, which was very good, but I wanted to learn technique, and I wanted to learn really how to draw and really how to do it well, and so that was, and I think that was a good decision. And I went to New York and just 
eked by. Just and the, the, my my first sale uh, was to a, uh, a, a a pulp magazine, and uh, it was I got I got seven dollars and fifty cents for it, as I recall. And uh, do you remember what it was? Yes, it was a very good cartoon. It was a <laughs> uh, you ha- what it was was a uh, a winter scene. You know, the snow was falling and all that. And uh, approaching the viewer was uh, a, a, a man and his little son. And he had, the father was holding the kid's hand and the kid was holding his father's hand. And he was looking ahead enthusiastically and pointing and saying, look, daddy, look. And in the foreground, you saw this uh, uh, dead bird uh, with its little claws stand, poking <laughs> up towards the sky and the kid was saying, look, Daddy, look, the first Robin. <laughs> so that's how I got started. So the whole thing was set from there. And I never deviated. It was, um, it, 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 and it worked out. There's a great cartoon in this um, uh, collection that Playboy and, and Fantagraphics have just put out of your complete uh, cartoons for yeah, Playboy. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Uh, uh, a stand-up comic who's performing in this kind of post-apocalyptic landscape for kind of a, a handful of uh, uh, bedraggled-looking people saying uh, saying something like, well, I used to do jokes about the end of the world before the world ended. Yeah, there's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's... Yeah, it just it's so that so my humor became um, not just uh, macabre uh, movie style macabre, but also macabre politically, and has has been uh, so they, they, the two intertwined very nicely. I read this interview uh, uh, that you did mm-hmm. in 1970, mm-hmm. um, and in this interview, it was an interview at the time you were living in with your wife in Key West. Yeah, and it was—I want to say—the St. Petersburg Times or something like that. It's just something I, I came across on the internet, uh-huh. and um, it, 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 this author is talking to you about the, the different things that you're interested in. Right. At this point, you're—I think you're 39 in this interview, something like that—and you're basically pitching this newspaper feature writer from the St. Peter, Petersburg Times on our crumb. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're you're trying you're trying to tell him why um why you think that Zap Comics might be a good thing. Um uh, what did you think when uh when the world of alternative comics opened up in the in the late 60s? Oh, I was delighted because they were doing the same thing that I was doing. Uh, and it was uh I thought, well, hooray. Um and I, it did have an effect. It uh, uh, it was it, and huzzah, huzzah. Uh, I was I, I also got to, one thing that happened in that period uh, was that this magnificent publication, the National Lampoon, started, and uh, I wish it was still going on. Uh, it's, it's it when it ended, and now most everybody that uh, was in it is uh, in television or they're uh, in in uh, movies or something. But uh, it was just it was it was terrific because we could just we were the, 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 they they wanted you to do as, be as rough and tough as you possibly could. They they whipped you into more you know. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I was happy to do it and did spreads about uh, all these different themes. 
and didn't hold back on any of them. And then a very, a very, a very nice thing happened. I mean, this this book, which I'm delighted it's out now, the the Playboy collection, uh, is going to be followed up uh, with a collection of a thing I did also for the National Lampoon, which is a comic strip, which was uh, it's called Nuts, and it was about a. Well, I'll say the origin of it was they they took me aside. They said, we're going to have a little comic book section. It'll be a, a strip comics at the end of the book, and we'd like you to be part of it and do a regular uh, full-page full uh, strip uh, each issue. And uh, would you and, and something, uh, do something, you know, could you, could you, and I said, oh, well, I'd, I'd love to do it. And I, and I said, do you, yeah, we want you to make it really horrible. <laughs> and and I said, you bet. Okay. This yeah. is this is at a time when the the National Lampoon was uh, doing some of the most intense. Oh, it was satire. Yeah, it, it was just it, satire it, it, that we would think of as being very intense even today. Oh yes, it was, thirty-five years later. Yeah, I, I I I just I it's it's a it's a shame it uh, the thing is not there because it was it really did uh, have effect. It was it was. And it, we need something something like that so so badly. But uh, so I started trying. I started to think. Well, let's see something really horrible, really horrible. And I tried uh, thinking of this, and I thought, no. Then I sort of fell back on possibly. Well, let's see, monster. I'll do yes, yeah, monster, something like that. And and uh, and I just Frank Stein time Dragon now, and and and, and, and then. I thought, what's really, really, what was off? What was really hard? What was really scary? And then I thought, of course, being a little kid. Uh, that's it, you know. And it's uh, it's, this, it's this true thing. You see, I don't know what is, I don't know what's wrong with most grown-ups, but they seem to think children are these little uh, happy little things. And um, they um, don't, I don't know what have they forgotten everything you know, because a, a growing up is a very hard operation. It's terribly hard. You're going to see incomprehensible world, and you try to make sense out of it, and you try to, uh, you know, take it seriously, and it just behaves in this absurd fashion. So you do the best you can. But so that was what this nuts thing was all about. And they're going to come out with a collection of. The, I had a. There was a book. Oh, about ten years, twenty years ago, maybe fifteen, I think it was. Uh, that had a collection of these nuts strips, but this one will be the complete nuts, and that's I'm very, very happy. And it's it was absolute, that's what it was about try, kids trying to make sense of the world, and it was a it was an effective, I, as I say so myself, a way of sort of showing how unsensible the world is. Uh, the the title of nuts nuts was a um, uh, it was a reaction against peanuts really because um, though I think Schultz did a, a very interesting strip I don't think it was about children at all it was a, a sort of a uh, he's a very religious fellow was a very religious fellow and and I think it was a bunch of moral fables and these little creatures that he had act out these teachings that uh, weren't weren't children they were little figures. Uh, doing a, a little thing which told you this or that point, you know, and I was having none of it, and <laughs> so it was just this is just so that's why it was nuts. But um, 
It's just about it's about re- real little kids and how complicated they they're very complicated. What were the kinds of experiences that you, that you had as a kid that you didn't see reflected? Well, in there's the sort of thing idea. that everybody has so the bafflement and why do my parents act like this? I mean, why do I why do why does my father act like this? Why does my mother act like this? Why do they act like this with their neighbors? What is this thing I'm seeing on the on the uh, television? That's this this. Bang, bang, boom, boom, and all these people getting killed. Uh, what is uh, what is this person doing on the sidewalk crying? Uh, uh, why did this little kid get born blind? Uh, so on, tough stuff. And the kids, the kids are aware of this stuff, and and they have to handle it. And the parents have this absurd. They seem to not understand that these kids are extraordinarily perceptive. It's I mean, and if you talk to a little kid, uh, it's just eerie. I mean, they really see this stuff. They talk, they all, you just talk to a little kid like a person, like it was a human being, which it is, and it will open up and it will start telling you these things. And it will say all kinds of uh, things which are amazingly bright and perceptive. It seems like one of the things that um, uh, often marks your cartoons is um, is a is a surprising perspective on something that's uh, may or may not be surprising in and of itself. And I was thinking about you know think, thinking about how a, a kid sees the world as a kid sees the world rather than as a as a an adult perceives a kid to see the world yeah um it's not it's not that distant from uh you know you have a lot of cartoons that feature uh, a space alien looking at something yeah yeah uh yeah yeah exactly there's a very definite parallel between and and, and the um um uh, the whole the whole monster thing is just about uh um are, you know, do you have it? Do you, 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 do you feel awkward? Uh, are you embarrassed at any point? Uh, do you feel like you don't fit in in, in this particular situation or that particular situation, uh, and so on and so on? I mean, we're just, it's 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 uh, it's it, a lot of it's allegory, of course. At the same time, your work, um, in contrast to, to say Adams or um, Illica or even like a, another, like an Edward Gorey, other sort of macabre cartoonists, mm-hmm. your work is is exploding. Every character has these um, grotesqueries that, rather than being uh, tight and uh, sharp, are are blooming out. You know, mm-hmm. great festering boils on things and. And arms stretching too long, right? And, yeah, and a lot of tentacles, mm-hmm. heavy on tentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think you ended up w- with this style where things are, where everything seems to be spilling out of itself? Yeah, and I, I like to draw uh, these characters with lots of wattles and all that sort of stuff too. It's fun. It's it's all it's humanity, you know. We're, we're bumping along. There is a, a, a also. Uh, there is a, 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 an enormous affection in, in all these things. I'm, I'm, I do these, these, I criticize and I rant and rave in these cartoons because I love people and I, I, I think we're just wonderful and I think it's, a, it's such a terrible shame that we treat each other so badly that we hurt each other. And uh, why, why we should stop? Uh, we, I mean, we're... we're 
there's there's many there's all kinds of things in our history showing how uh, how lovely we are, how beautiful. I mean, we produced uh, Bach, we produced Shakespeare. I mean, we are capable of being incredible, and uh, it's so. Let's do it. Are are you ever tempted to? Uh, to draw or paint something with the objective being to make it as beautiful as it can be. Oh yeah, sure. I'll, I I like to, I, I I I paint. I paint just just for, for myself. But yeah, I love to. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a great. It's delightful to paint something pretty. Yeah. How, how's how is that how is that exercise different than it is to draw some to draw paint something grotesque for you? It's a. Um, um, it's a it's a it's a little different because I'm just I'm just uh, relishing how how nice it is, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm just what I'm doing there is I'm just enjoying the moment, uh, loving the moment, loving that uh, whatever I'm painting, and um, and as I say the the car- the car- the anger in the cartoons is because come on let's 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 enjoy let's do that let's let's do that. Well, Gayan, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on the San Diego America. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. I, I very much enjoyed uh, talking to you. Uh, Gayan Wilson is a, a legendary American cartoonist. You can catch his uh, cartoons regularly in a number of publications, um, and he's just released uh, with Fantagraphics and Playboy a spectacularly beautiful uh, three-volume collection of his complete cartoons for Playboy um, that are uh, reproduced just spectacularly beautifully in big, full-color, full-page operations. Um, Thanks again, Ken. You're very welcome. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart, the show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Edited by Nick White in Chicago, our music provided to us by Dan Wally. Our outgoing intern is Mariel Reyes. Our sincere thanks, and by our sincere thanks, I guess I mean my sincere thanks, since no one else works here. Besides Nick, who's the editor part-time. So me and, I think I can speak for Nick, me and Nick's sincere thanks to Mariel for uh, a number of months of really superb service and uh, just an absolutely great attitude. Great intern. Thank you very much, Mariel. Um, yeah, thanks, Mariel. If you have thoughts about the show, you can email us at jesse at maximumfun.org. And again, by us, I mean me. Um, and you can visit us online at maximumfun.org if you want to download any of our shows absolutely 100% for free. And yes, I said any of our shows, uh, The Sound of Young America, but also Jordan Jesse Go and the Coral and Sharp podcast and our other podcast only productions. We'll see you next time, right here on The Sound of Young America.